0: Hey everybody, I'm Justin Bowen my partner Mike Valenzano, and you're listening to the Bone and Zano Zone podcast, presented by BuddiesProShop.com. On this episode, we're talking about the PBA Player and Rookie of the Year races for the 2021 season, along with the introduction of a segment called What's Up in Wichita, talking about what's going on in Justin's life at Wichita State University. We stream all of our content live on YouTube, where you can find our upcoming shows every Wednesday at 8 p.m. If you want to see all that BuddiesProShop.com has to offer, head over to their website and use coupon code ZONE5OFF to save 5% off your next order. Some manufacturer restrictions may apply. Be sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram, at Bone and Zone so you never miss an update from the crew. Now, let's get into our third episode of Season 2, Player and Rookie of the Year Races. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bone and Zone podcast presented by BuddiesProShop.com. Mike, episode number three. Uh, season number two, uh, we, got a, we got
1: a great topic on tonight's agenda. We do, we do, and uh, we'll get to that in a second here. So yeah. uh, I'm going to start off tonight's little episode with uh, a segment that I came up with about, what, 45 minutes ago?
0: Yeah, it wasn't that long ago.
1: It wasn't that long ago, and uh, we're going to call this segment, we're going to open up every show like this for the uh, duration of our time here. We're going to call this one The Week in Wichita.
0: What's up in Wichita?
1: What's up in Wichita? So, Justin, what's up in Wichita
0: this week? So, since we've talked last, um, I would say that we really didn't get to talk about my performance in Dallas. Because um, the last time we chatted, we it was um, about the Leatherneck and the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both in Dallas two weeks ago before we went home for Thanksgiving. Um, won both events. It was uh, two tournaments each day, Saturday and Sunday. And then made my first all-tournament team. Um, which was which was pretty cool, pretty exciting. Yeah, um, struck a struck a lot. I got lined up and everything. Everything was just going my way. And, we had know. so
1: you had bone carry for the weekend.
0: Yes, yes. Slapping my seven man. silly.
1: <laughs> Ooh, were we uh, uh, were we purple balling or were we actually throwing something reactive?
0: We were purple balling for a little bit. Yeah. um okay. purple, purple ball was in play for two to three ish games um I bowled 240 240 to start and then struggled a little bit bowled like 199 or something like that mm-hmm. um and then went into the track heat bowled 240 260 2 um and then the last game I couldn't get out of my own way and bowled 170 um in the middle of changing balls and just didn't didn't see it at the right time yeah. um but still second place finish all tournament team it was oh, uh, man. it was pretty good so
1: I'll tip my cap to you well, thank and you. to the uh, rest of shocker nation with just another Notch in the belt there for the uh, endless list of wins that that school's produced over the years.
0: Yeah, the the women swept the all tournament team both days. Oh wow! The men had four out of five on the all tournament team both days. That was it. Was it was good? It was, so good. It was a, was a that, good weekend.
1: It was a nice bus ride back to Wichita. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: but even when I was home, um, catch up a little bit about this too. Um, I bowled the Morrisville Turkey Shoot. Uh, ah, Thanksgiving Eve, and had a really good showing. Yeah. Uh, finished second place, nine forty-seven for four on the mm-hmm. on the house shot, mm-hmm. and gave him my biggest cash winning so far. Sorry, I missed that one this year. Yeah, I know that was uh, very disappointing.
1: Wasn't um, that I'm, the one I'm last year where I made my first ever appearance on your vlog? And yeah, I think it was That was the one where I believe I told your brother. Uh, he, he beat me. He, he Let's say he was fourth and I was fifth, whatever it was. Right. I think that's where I just kind of stole your phone when you were live. And I said, you guys should be beating me, but I'm an old man who's fat and bald. And there's no reason why you kids can't beat the old man. And I think that was what all your viewers loved. They're like, who is this guy?
0: Say, say that one more time. You, you
1: cut out. I, I said, that's where I said last year that your brother and all you kids should never lose to a fat, old, bald guy like myself. And I think that was the line that your viewers loved. Were like, "Who is this guy? He's yeah." Terrible. And
0: then, something about I think Brandon being left-handed too was like the only reason he's all he good. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I didn't win, and, and that was a good tournament last year. It was Brandon? Brandon was out of the cash with a game to go. Yeah, and he, he bowled. bowled a monster game. Like, I think he might have bowled two eighty the last game. Yeah, and this guy here bowled two seventy nine. I want to say the last game, and there was a guy down there. I was standing with your father. And um, I had bowled 279, so I knew I had the winner take all locked up for the for the last game. Right. And um, this guy was, he bowled 260 and change. And he was just rambling on and on and on how he was going to win the winner take all on the last game pot. And your father looks at me. He goes, I guess he's a little bit too drunk to see that you just bowled 279. And you're taking every dime out of this place. Yeah. And they announced my name. He didn't know what to do with himself. And I went to Wendy's right afterwards.
0: Yeah, we we almost did that this year. Um, mm-hmm. I made 450 for second place, and then won three brackets, so 175 on top of it. Um, Can't go wrong. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely nice to walk out with cash and not just more yep. than 20 or 50 bucks, and,
1: and not going into a smart account either.
0: Yeah, yeah, that and, was cool to, to hold and, a lot of money.
1: And Dan Dan'sberry and Pat Lucci, they do a good job up there. So
0: yeah, we always any, support- any events that they run, I always try and support them. Yep, always support um, them. They've supported and, us and throughout John. the years. So. Yep. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So that's
1: the recap here. Um, I bowled the um, I bowled the Masters a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh yes. You need to share your
1: your Masters. What? A little little bit got, about your
0: score because I know we were we were going to do a giveaway, but I don't I don't think um, that we had any entries. I
1: I was seventy five over for the five. Okay. And I'm just going to leave it. where There's a little bit of a backstory that I don't really want to get into. Um yeah, we, don't, we don't know about need, it. We don't need to. Nope. No, we're just going to say that I was the alternate and. The finals are not official yet. We'll leave it at that.
0: That's that's fair probably enough. a pretty good way to leave it. Yeah, yep,
1: fair enough. So let's jump into our topic at hand this week.
0: I would definitely agree. Um, this tonight we are talking about the 2021 PBA Player Award nominations, um, and more specifically, the Player and Rookie of the Years. Um, this season had a lot of things go on um, between. I mean. Records being broken, records being shattered, um, lots of money. I I'd say this was this was a pretty good season. I would say um, for the first
1: year that Bolero took it over, they did a good job with it. They put yeah. a lot of money into the prize funds. The the uh, first normal year they took it over. Yeah, exactly. Well, they still had. I mean, they still had the COVID rules and whatnot, but um, they did a really good job. So uh,
0: I would say so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so let's just go to the player of the year. Uh, we'll make this one short and sweet, where I think we're both going to be on the same page. Troop, Frankie, Darty, Simo, Vi, Mr. Cooley, and Mr. Maldonado.
0: Yeah, I think this was, was actually um, – could have been a lot closer than I think most people could have thought. Um, Francois Lavois, I think, won two titles. He won the I TSC. Know, I know he won the TSC, and he won the Super Slam. Um, I don't know if he won an additional title besides that. Um, Tom Doherty had like a week of a lifetime at the World Series of Bowling. Yes. Um, finished second in the doubles, Tampa won the Tom. World Championship, and won
1: the Scorpion Championship. Tampa Tom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One, one, of his, one of his home centers. Tom Doherty, Tom Brady, Tampa Tom, all the same guy, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, Mr. Vi, Mr. Vi wins the U.S. Open. Say that again, Mr. Vi. Uh, Chris Vi. Yep, wins the U.S. Open. That he did. And uh, I think we've said this before. I believe every show he's made has only been in a major.
0: Yeah, it was, it's been pretty close to that. I know he, he had a, a stretch of time where he was making
1: almost every major show. Um, and it was, it was no surprise really at all. Yeah, he, he needed to go to the winner's circle, and that was only a matter of time. So, First title for him being the U.S. Open, uh, not a bad one to put on the uh, on the resume.
0: Yeah, uh, Sam Cooley gave it another pretty good run too. Um, he had to be pretty high up there in money. finished second at the playoffs for uh, sixty thousand. He won uh, Hole three hundred on the TV show for another ten grand.
1: You were there uh, for won that his one, first right?
0: title at the World Series at the Cheetah Championship. Um, you were so, there the
1: day he shot three hundred, right?
0: Yeah, I was. Um, Sean Maldonado won his first. I think Sean won two titles. Um, I believe he won uh, the Scorpion Championship, I believe, at the World Series. And then I think he won in Lubbock. I think he won one of the summer tournaments. Yeah, tour he
1: games. won one of the summer ones, yeah. So,
0: I mean, lots of titles all around. Um, oh, we, we didn't talk about Simo. We forgot Simo. We skipped over. Him. Yeah, I think he won the the Tour Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, beat Kyle Troop. But Kyle. Now let's go to Kyle. Yeah, let's let's go to Kyle. Let's go to Mr. Fro. Um, started off the season winning the the biggest paying money event on tour in ten years. Um, Two hundred fifty thousand of the players winning mm-hmm. his first major, um, wins the playoffs, makes a bunch of major shows, makes a bunch of shows in general, just an all around great year. Uh, second at the Super Slam, I mean he just second at the Tour Finals. He, he one did a word, lot of,
1: one word, did, dominated.
0: Yes, he he just dominated the season start to finish. And for my pick, there's it's really not close.
1: And and let's not forget this. I know this doesn't count towards um his vote on tour. Uh he won an eagle this year as well at the Nationals. Yeah. I I was actually out there the week um I bowled Tuesday Wednesday, he bowled Thursday Friday and we actually hung out um we um we were hanging out on the pool with him the one day the day before he bowled the team event and he murdered them in the team event yeah so he also won an eagle this year um
0: yeah he's he's put on a pretty dominant performance in the bowling every, in the world
1: yeah everything this guy bowls and he's just he is i honestly would belmo not bowling uh with right. the, still with the restrictions i would say troop is probably the best bowler in the world hands down
0: yeah he definitely had the best season on tour this year um, out of anyone and if you take him out of the equation, the other six guys that we mentioned it would be a hell of a lot closer
1: oh absolutely and, and I think darty would have and darty would probably be up probably towards the top of that because he had the titles yeah he won a major um I think he would probably be the runner up to troop and if troop wasn't there I think he would be player of the year
0: yeah um I mean I don't see it going any other way than Kyle troop. No,
1: he I mean he, he broke the money record. I mean yeah. uh, Walter had it. I think Walter was like a three hundred, um three hundred K was his best year. I think
0: Walter was four twenty, I think. Did Walter hit four hundred? I th- I think he did hit four hundred.
1: We can't pull that because they don't have stats on PBA.com anymore. Right. Um but I, I, I did Walter get the four hundred? I don't know if Walter I I think he did because I think he had to win. He oh. won the world championship for 120. I, it was like 2003 is the big year Walter had. Okay. You know what? I'm going to look this up. Keep going.
0: Okay. Um, I Because I remember at the time he had to um, finish second, I believe, at the um, playoffs to break that record. And Frankie could have got there if he won. Um, and I think when he won, he was at 460. Or four seventy, so I think it was it was around four hundred, um, from what I remember, at least what they talked about on the TV shows.
1: So I'm looking up Walter's stats. Okay, you know how many TV shows Walter's made in his career? A lot. Take a guess. One hundred eighty. One hundred eighty-two. That was pretty close. That was through two thousand and twelve. Wow. Most final matches through this is uh, this is not updated through the 2009-2010 season, yeah. he's bowled for the title 92 times. Wow. Uh, I am looking here. I want to see them. They have to have a breakdown of the stats, right? Yeah. So 47 career titles. It had to be 03 because he won the world championship. He won in Tacoma. He won the Masters. And he won another title, but I want to say that world championship was for 120. Okay, so okay. it had to be that it had to be that year. Well, I remember they made a big thing about it? So he, a troop shot of the record. What a troop it The troop get the 500 this year? I don't think he got
0: to 500. I think he was I I think he was at 490 at least. I don't think he got to 500 though. That's sick. Yeah, it's nuts.
1: And you know what? It's about time that bowlers are starting to compete for some serious cash.
0: Yeah, and I mean Frankie. Frankie, like I, I just said, if he if Frankie wins the playoffs, he gets there. Yeah, he breaks that record, hundred percent. So, and I mean him and that was the the big match in the turning point for the Player of the Year race was at the playoffs. Because Frankie and Kyle bowl each other for or uh, to get to the title match?
1: Okay, I have I have the stats, Justin. Okay, so Walter is made in his career. Four point nine million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Walter's biggest year on tour was two thousand two. So I was close. Yeah. Walter had three titles. Um, he made match play. Christ, he made match play nineteen for nineteen that year.
0: That's nuts. It's <laughs> insane. That's all. That's a Four- lot.
1: 419,000 he made that year.
0: Okay, yeah, I was close with 420.
1: Yeah. So, how about this one in 1993? Okay. And this is what people say this is when everything turned, but that was when Resin came out. Right. And that's where everybody says, well, that's when Walter became Walter. It's not. Walter was Walter in the 80s. Right. All right. Resin did help him, but it didn't make Walter Ray right? Walter Ray. Right. In 1993, Walter Ray won. I'm oh, going to get this right. He pulled 33 tournaments. Okay. Okay. He cashed 29 times. He made match play 24 times. That's the old format where you're balling 18 and then 24 games, not like it is now. Right. All right. Um, He made the show, if I'm reading this right, 15 times. That's a lot. Seven titles. No, I'm sorry. Five titles. 290,000 he made in 93. So he has one, two, three, four taking out the year that he won the four hundred thousand, right? He's made over two hundred grand five times on tour. Wow. Yeah, and I mean that's just ridiculous. And Troop blew that out of the water this year.
0: Yeah, I mean he he didn't beat it by like a couple hundred or a couple thousand. He beat it by seventy or eighty
1: thousand. Kyle Troop. So Kyle Troop this year, see this can't be right. They don't have his, they don't have his 21 stats up.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That so was. it it doesn't have, it has a career earning. It doesn't have what he earned in 2021. Let's see if I can pull it this way. $496,900. So let's just call, let's just round it up. He made 500K this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, he blew that record out of the water.
1: Yeah. And honestly, it's about time the bowlers are starting to get that money The bowl for that kind of prize fund.
0: Yeah. And I do think that this conversation could have happened a little bit differently um, had Frankie won the playoffs Mm -hmm. um, or even beat Kyle and finished second at the playoffs. Um, then Then it would have been a lot closer. But Kyle was ahead by a little bit at that point in the season. Mm-hmm. And when he when he won that match, that just about set him set him apart from the rest of the players.
1: Is there a better bowler with the money on the line than Frankie Lavoie? Uh, I mean, right not now, really, right now,
0: right now. That's that's a hard one. He's he's up there because he he just he just does his own thing. I mean. His emotions never change when no. he's on the approach, no matter how much he's bowling for. He he's never seems to really get too excited. Um, he just kind of stays in his own game.
1: Even when he bowled up in uh, in Maine, he was very even keeled. He didn't really play to the crowd that much. He was very this. I don't say blah, but he was very calm. Right. You know right. he never he never really gets into it. But my God, when when they're hard and you put up a six figure payday for first, he is always there. Always. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Um, this is, a let's say, a little bit before your time, but we've talked to him. He's been on our show before. He's a modern-day Mike Albee. Albee was, Albee was always there for the money in the majors. Right. He was always there when there was a big payday. And yeah. Same thing with Frankie. Yeah. All right, so let's go to Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, so let's bring up the, the rookies that have an opportunity to win this title. Um, Zach Wideman, Anthony and I are Matt Russo, Wesley Lowe Jr., Dio Bernard, and Benjamin Martinez. I mean, this is this is I'm gonna say this is a little bit closer than the player of the year race. This is a lot, a lot closer. Um, but in my opinion, I I there's a there's a clear winner in my eyes.
1: I think we're gonna have the same person.
0: Uh Matt Russo. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um and I think that the biggest thing is he's the only guy on this list to win a win a title.
1: Win a title. And let's just clarify it right now. Um uh, Matt did bowl on tour last year. They did not have enough tournaments to qualify for rookie of the year. So it carries over to this season.
0: Yeah. So some of these guys bowled their fur bowled enough events to have qualified for the award last year, but they didn't have the award in 2020 due mm-hmm. to COVID.
1: So I would have to go Matt won if we're going to do a runner-up. Um I I I would have to go with Nyer. Okay. Um, I mean, he did make the show at the Open, right? He did get the invite to bowl the King of Swing, the King of Lanes. Oh, the King of Lanes That's King of Lanes. Yep. Um, and didn't, I believe he made one other show, right? I don't think
0: so. My well, my set my runner up would be Zach Weidman
1: because of what he did in the um, in the. Um, in the players.
0: Well, he did that. I believe he made a second show. Um, and I was actually talking to Matt a little bit today before the show. Mm -hmm. Um, he told me he was only one cash ahead of Zach. Really? Yeah. So I think because of that, um, that puts him a lot closer. I don't think, I mean, when Anthony wasn't there, he really wasn't there. Makes sense. Um, I think Zach was at least a little bit more of a factor uh, for more than just a couple of events.
1: If Nair would have snapped off the U.S. Open, I think the conversation would be a little different.
0: Uh, it'd be a lot different, yeah. Uh, right. It would definitely, it would be a lot different. Um, but yeah, I think those, those that—that's the clear-cut winner, I think. Yeah, um, I don't think it's um, really even close. I mean, some of these guys made TV shows, but I mean, titles 1.9. are going to be shows. Yes. Nine times out of 10.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, that and, speaks for itself right there.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that answers that question. It's – I don't think there's any comparison, to be honest.
1: No, and we're we're in grants on both rookie and the player of the year. Yeah, So, we'll just have to wait to see uh, what the verdict is. The, the, the results come out this uh, – no, two weeks. I
0: believe December 16th is yeah. the date. Two weeks. Um, so, they'll announce the Tony Reyes Community Service. Steve Nagy award rookie of the year and player of the year between the 13th and the 16th. Yep. Yeah. So um, we have a couple weeks. It. That is when that will come out. Um, 15 days, 16 days. It's December 1st. Yep. It's hard to believe it's already December. Scary, um, isn't it? That's, that's mind blowing. It is. Um, I felt so, like I got, I felt like I got here two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like I was at the beach yesterday and we're almost through with the year. Damn. And, um, We we want to put the bed this year. You know, everybody thought that it would be a better twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one rather than twenty twenty was, and it really hasn't. It's been kind of a kind of just like a a mirror image of what last year was. Yeah, I mean, besides the
0: the three month lockdown, um, yeah,
1: it's just been kind of
0: blah because it has
1: been, and in the bowling world, last week took a big hit. Yeah. Um, we we lost two guys, um, two Jersey guys. Or one is definitely a, a full time Jersey guy. One was a migrated from New York. Um, two Hall of Famers. We lost uh, Tita and Roth last week. Uh, yeah. They both passed away. So I'll, I'll hit you with this one, Justin. Give me, and I know you know you you've had interaction with both of them in your lifetime. Go ahead. Give me your best memory or best story of tita and roth and i'll give you mine
0: um i think the best thing that roth um that comes to mind first thing that comes to mind is 710
1: obviously but but what about a moment with you like do you have any any interactions with mark that you had you know
0: i don't know that i really remember enough of them um between him or tita okay Um, I know we had some some very short brief conversations at the PBA league before um they moved to the new side of bayside mm-hmm. which was 2013 2014
1: and you were you were a baby back then basically Yeah I
0: mean I was I mean that we're talking 7 years ago I mean I was 11 11 or 12 10 Yeah um I don't really remember a whole lot about it I mean obviously when I saw him I I would say hello to him Of course uh, But besides that, I don't really remember enough interactions with them to have a memory stand out in my my mind.
1: Tito was great. They used to own the shop at Carolier. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. When uh, OJ had left, uh, the Semezes went to Carolier. So, and I don't even know if you know this, but if you picture the bowling center now, the upstairs part, if you go by lane one, I think that's a game room or there's some video games there. That used to be the pro shop. Oh, really? So that was, yeah, that was OJ's shop. That was Tommy Simez's shop before they moved. And I remember when they took over, I would always go in there and when I would used to practice with Johnny Jr and Tita would be in there just singing Frank Sinatra. Really? All the, yeah. All the time. And he would, nicest guy in the world. He would always practice, help anybody out. And he just knew so much, but, um, I think he only won three times on tour three times in the national tour. Eight times on the senior tour, and he always just said, "I just never had my head in it to do it anymore." Right. But, but you know what? He's in the Hall of Fame. He has three titles. Can't take it away from him. Right. And um, really good guy. And I'll give you my my one Roth story. Okay. My first ever regional I bowled was two weeks after I graduated high school, so it was uh, nineteen. Oh no, God Almighty! Two thousand one, okay. and we bowled at Jersey Lanes in Linden. Okay. So my cross was this guy, Al Jones, who um, used to run the pro shop up at Rockaway Lanes. He passed away a couple years ago. Al was a really cool guy, really good guy. Steve Stein. Okay. And Roth. Now, good this is when Roth – yeah, Roth was, like, making his comeback, basically. He kind of, like, fell off the map for a while. Okay. And uh, this is when he was coming back. He just started bowling the senior tour. And um, – I did not go to the member the non-member meeting on Friday. Okay. I probably was smart. It was not very smart. And for anybody who wants to bowl a regional, go to the go to the non-member meeting on Friday. It's you, you need to go. So I did not go to the meeting and I didn't know Steve Stein like I do now. I, I didn't know Steve. Like I knew of him, but I didn't know him like personally, like we do now, right? Right. So whatever. We both practice and I got my cross. So I look on the wall, Steve Stein, Al Jones, Mark Roth. I'm like, That's pretty cool. The ball of Roth. Like, Roth's a legend, right? Right. Well, I'm letter B, right? Roth, letter D. So, I see B up there. Go grab my ball. I cut Roth off. I didn't know about the double jump rule in a PBA tournament in the lane courtesy and tour. I cut him off. And let's just say that was the only time in 10 games Roth said a word to me. There was a lot of expletives thrown in that sentence. And it was without the expletives, the end of the sentence was, don't ever do that again. And Al Jones, the guy in my pair, he pulled me off to the side and he explained to me the courtesy. And that's my fondest Mark Roth memory of him just absolutely verbally castrating me at that regional. And Justin, I've never been so nervous to bowl before, he's bowling with a guy who's a legend of the game like right. literally he he transformed the game right oh yeah and i didn't know what to do. like he actually like made me like like crap my pants are so nervous wow. like i didn't know i put my hand out like i didn't i didn't want to bowl I, I was so done i finished dead last i might have been 900 under for the 10 games that's like it was good. just no but um it was an experience so that's uh that was my roth story but um two legends gone
0: yeah very very unfortunate very sad week in the bowling world it was
1: hard. so let, let's get some happy news we have any happy news we can report in the bowling world um
0: let's see uh we we didn't really uh get a chance to talk about the senior world championships uh tom hess we have a world champion tom hess winning uh senior gold medal uh the singles yep i believe that was the only gold medal um from team usa on the men's or the women's side Yes.
1: Grandpa Barnes did get him he got a medal in doubles, I believe.
0: Yeah, and uh I think that da- dad came home with a, a mixed team event bronze. Yep, he got a bronze. So uh with the format change, uh dad said um it was a much different format than they bowled in years past. And it was really you gotta you gotta bowl when it's your time to bowl.
1: Yeah, when you when you need it you have to have it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's kind of going towards like the the Olympic status. I mean, when you look at all these big races, um, for the 100 meter dash, it's one race.
1: That's why Usain right? Bolt, yeah, Usain Bolt always has it when he needs it.
0: Yeah, you, you got you got to have it when you need when you need it. I
1: did see Grandpa did shoot 300 out there. Yes, he did do that. How many gold medals has he won in his career?
0: It's probably a lot.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Are we keeping you awake? No. No. Yes. How many gold medals do you think Barnes has won in his career? He's – I would say he's won a lot.
0: I mean, from being a part of Team USA, um, we talked about it last week 17 times. or That's more sick. Like, um,
1: the he, of he, he's been here's a question for you. Does Mrs. Barnes still bowl competitively or did she kind of like semi-retire? I don't
0: know that for a fact. I don't know mm-hmm. if she like bowls league or anything um Linda was a
1: hell of a bowler
0: yeah yeah hell of a player um I don't know if she's kind of like mom um or mom pretty much only bowls like the the county and the state stuff and that's uh that's about it yeah um competitively
1: I, I know she doesn't bowl anymore
0: right not like on tour or anything no um but so
1: what do we got going on next
0: well next up on the college schedule um, we're bowling in Vegas, the 17th to the 22nd or 21st, right around there.
1: It's a shame that I'm not going to see you out there with, I'm going out there to do some work with Billy Hall, um, and his clinics and a little, um, Q and A that I'm being the uh, MC for. And I think I leave just as you arrive or like the day before you arrive. Right. It sucks. Yeah. Nice and to there.
0: Holiday doubles.
1: Holiday doubles in St. Holiday Louis. Doubles
0: is next event on the schedule for me, uh, bowling with Dad. That's going <laughs> to be fun. Uh, I've heard the left is very good at the center we bowl at. Uh, always been very once, good there. More than once. So I'm uh, I'm very excited for that.
1: No, that's going to be pretty cool. This is the first time you're bowling with the old man, right?
0: Yeah, first time with the old man in an event that pays cash.
1: In an, in an adult tournament.
0: Yeah. And that should I mean, be interesting. It's basically – Behind the Rothman doubles in the Lucy, it's probably the third biggest doubles event in the country.
1: It definitely is. And this thing sells out like instantly. Yeah. But they got a boatload of teams, don't they? They got like 100 doubles teams, right? They
0: got a lot. I think it's 48 to a squad, maybe. Um, I think they run four
1: squads, yeah. So this was brought up to me uh, yesterday, actually. An idea for a show. Okay. So as we always take suggestions from our viewers. Right. Comparing junior bowling from my era, like the late 90s to 2000, early 2000s, to junior bowling in your era. That could be a pretty good one. That could be a good one. And the person that suggested it, he goes, well, look at the guys that, meaning we, the we bowled with. So we bowled JBTs with O'Neill, Fagan, you know, Rash. When we went to go bowl junior gold, you know, Rash right. was bowling Scott Norton. Um, yeah, Scott Norton, it was a Scott Thornton in Delaware, but Scott Norton bowled um, Robbie Spigner. You know, we had a lot of heavyweights, just like you guys did too, or did or do in your generation. We could also discuss and debate stronger era. Yeah. Well, junior bowling has changed a lot in twenty years. I mean, just look at it from this point of view. When I bowl juniors, I could never bowl an adult tournament and sign the waiver and turn the cash right. into scholarship money. That was right. the, the the biggest thing. You guys can do that. Yeah. So that was one topic. And then the other topic was the one that I brought up to you. Which was I I started this conversation on facebook okay and it's kind of it really kind of blew up like a lot and oh, a I remember lot of you,
0: people, you say, you're saying something about this yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: a lot of people got involved in it and whatnot and said a lot of guys that we never even knew of i wanted to go with the best bowler each state has ever produced yeah um, and and that could be really interesting yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I agree. And I think maybe we can do that. Maybe we'll break it up by, like, region, you know, like, east, south, you know, central, west, and whatnot. And have some fun that we can maybe get a couple of people with their opinions, the guys that, you know, have been around the game for a while.
0: Right. And, yeah, I
1: agree. Uh, I, that could be a lot of fun. But just take the uh, Take the state of California, for example. Right. Now, people that were born in the state of California, right? Okay. Walter Ray Williams. Steve Cook. You know, you want to go there or even go to Florida. Couch.
0: Right. Duke.
1: Uh, no, Duke was born in Texas. Oh, never mind then. Uh, forget it. Go, go to Texas. Norm Duke. Gary um, Dick, Gary Dickinson. Del Ballard. Right. Robert Lawrence. Yeah. There's four Hall of Famers right there. Simonson. Simonson. Exactly. Uh, you go to Florida. Couch. JJ. Yeah, um, You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a, you go, go to Washington, Washington State, Earl. Brian Voss was from Washington. Yeah. Um, Oregon, Dave Houston, Marshall Holman. You know, New Jersey, I, I, I'm going to say New Jersey is a, a no-brainer.
0: Yeah. Dad, Johnny.
1: Oh, Johnny? No, Johnny wasn't born. Oh, Johnny's from Jersey. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, Johnny's yeah. Johnny's from New York. But now go to New York. Just take New York, for example. Roth, Johnny, Johnny, Uncle Doug, yeah, Mike Newman. We've talked about Newman before. This is just not even professional. This is just any bowler, amateur, professional. Right. How many good bowlers were? I'll give you another one out of New York, underrated. Here's a good question for you, Ryan Schaefer. Okay. You think Ryan Shafer's a Hall of Famer?
0: I mean, I think he could could be or could have been. Um, I think the only reason he's not is because he just never, never won a major.
1: Okay, so I'm going to hit you with this one then. And we talked, we just talked about it briefly. So Schaefer has four titles on the national tour. Yeah, I think. But he's four finished titles. second
0: in the majors thirteen times.
1: Exactly, he so was thirteen seconds just in the majors. He has thirteen seconds. Right. So look at Tita. Tita had three wins on the national tour. Granted, he has eight wins on the senior tour. I don't think Schaefer's won the senior tour yet.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: And I know tens of the magic number to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. But don't you think Schaefer's done enough to warrant him into the conversation to be a Hall of Famer? I know he only has three wins or four wins. I get that. In the
0: conversation, yes. Um, but I think as time goes on, more and more players become eligible for it. And I think that like someone like Belma or Sean Rash.
1: Well, those are two no-brainers right there.
0: Yeah, some of those guys, I think as they become in the conversation, they should be they should be put in. So the, especially if they're only going in three or four at a time. Um, unless they have nobody else to put in. Um so
1: let's just say the next batch, right? Okay. Delmo, Rash, O'Neal. Yeah. three no brainers, right? Right. So who do you got coming up after that? Because I know they look at the ten, the ten, right? That's the number. You gotta hit ten. Yeah. Who else from like That early 2000s to mid-2000s when they came out, Fagan never got to 10. Right. Scott Norton never got to 10.
0: Uh, Did Wes Malotte get to 10?
1: Wes is at 10, I believe. Yeah. So Wes, in my opinion, Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah. I think, to be honest, I think that number could be lowered a little bit. I agree with you. Um, Especially now that they're only bowling 20 events a year. Yeah. Or less than that. Um, when they were bowling 40, 40 events a year, I would agree ten is probably a good number. Yeah, uh, but now, I mean, Kyle Troop's only at seven.
1: Look at look at Buttriff. Yeah, he's seven. Butters have ten yet. Butters I don't think so. Yesper. Yesper's many... another one.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are guys that I would consider at least to be put in the Hall of Fame.
1: But I think they're they're too young. I think they're, is there an age limit. I think there is an age yes. department in the Hall of Fame yeah. thirty
0: five, right? I don't know how old it is, but I know all those guys are too young. So yeah, like, Simon so was eligible at 22.
1: Yes. So, so Rash, Belmo, Wes, and uh Billy. Yep. Four no-brainers.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. But I I really think like you'd have Schaefer's resume is phenomenal. I mean, just take the titles out of play. You said 13 second places in the majors? Yeah. He has four titles, 13 seconds in the majors, not counting other second-place finishes. Right. bowl 300 on TV. He's He's won a million. I mean, his resume is better than most guys that's been out there for a while.
0: Yeah, I think you have to consider the other things besides just the titles.
1: So here's one for you, right? And this is another guy who's bowled on tour forever. Now he's a senior player. Okay. Michael Haugen. Yeah, so Michael Haugen has that. He won the TSC, right? I think he has three titles on national tour. Yeah, not a lot. I, he has I a think, couple. I think it's
0: three.
1: A couple on the senior tour, right? So let's just say Haugen got to eight titles or nine titles in the senior tour. Three on the national tour with a major. You put his resume next to Schaefer. Would you put him in over Schaefer if they were both eligible?
0: Um, I think. God, that's a. That's a good one. I think if Schaefer doesn't win on the senior tour before Haugen gets to eight or nine, yes, I would say Haugen because he's got the major win. He's got the senior tour wins. Um, and the senior tour is not like it's light right now either.
1: It's getting stronger every year.
0: Yeah. um, That's kind of where I would go. I think um, if, if Schaefer gets to that same number, even if Schaefer gets to like six or seven, um, I would throw Schaefer in over Haugen.
1: Do you think he has enough without a senior title? Let's just say the senior tour folded tomorrow and the, the PBA 50s never exist anymore. Does Schaefer have enough if they were to, you know, put him on the ballot? Do you think he has enough?
0: In my opinion, no. Okay. Um, Unless they change the criteria, I think he's too far away from 10.
1: And he also won Rookie of the Year, too, given that. Yeah. He is far um, from 10, but look at everything else this guy's done in his career. Right. Like, I don't want to, be, uh, he's not a journeyman. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a guy who he made $23,000 every year. The guy not. was, you know, he, I would never say Schaefer was a journeyman. Like, he, he wasn't a guy who just like was, you heard him, heard his name like three times a year. He was always there. Right. You He's know, and forgetting the majors. The he, yeah, it was like he was snake bitten on those shows in the majors. So someone like AJ Johnson. Okay.
0: I mean, that's a that's a guy I consider a factor most weeks on tour, right? Yeah. Chapman's uh, another one. Yeah. And well, AJ's been around since twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. AJ a had a yet?
1: No, he has a second in the Masters. Yeah. He lost I mean, to Belmo in the Masters.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, when you AJ Johnson doesn't have a title, and I'd consider him a factor most weeks on tour.
1: Yeah, AJ Johnson's a pretty good player. He's gonna he's gonna win. He's like Chris Vi. He's eventually gonna break through.
0: Yeah, and Chris Vi. Chris Vi only has one title. Like we'll and work up with
1: that. You never really heard of Chris Vi until two years ago. Right. And he made the show at the world the year they bowled a South Point when it was empty. Yes. He lost to Frankie. He made another show in a major that year. He he broke through. AJ's gonna break through eventually. Yeah. But that's a good one though about Schaefer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it would it would definitely be worth the discussion. Um, and I don't think it would just be a 10 minute conversation. No, um, not at all. But I also didn't grow up in that era when he was a factor every week to see it. like I see AJ Johnson yeah. being a factor every week.
1: I'll give you this one, too. But I wouldn't consider
0: him yet for the Hall
1: of Fame. No. I'll give you this one, too. Schaefer stood the test of time, too. And what Mm -hmm. I mean is, Schaefer won Rookie of the Year in 1987. He won it with urethane, right? Then he went to resin. Then he went to more modern resin. He was always – like, the game never passed him by. He always modified his – changed his game as the game changed, you know, beyond his control. Right. Then, and he has that, that voodoo role anyway. Like yeah. he's, when the heads are burning, he gets it through the fronts like nobody's business. Right.
0: I would say if they had almost like a committee vote for player the, or for the Hall of Fame, um, something along those lines. I would say he would probably get in that way. Um. If that if that kind of makes sense. So like here's if they, another if there, were, if there was a, a committee of people um, that said, hey, like, who's someone that we think hasn't met the criteria yet that should be in the hall of
1: fame? I'll give you another one. Give me your opinion on this one. Go ahead. Do you think your accolades and your accomplishments in the regionals should play a factor in the hall of fame? And I'm gonna give you, I'll give you, I'll give you two guys. Okay. Jeff Riggles. Reels has, I think he has 30 regional titles. Okay. Dale Traber. That's a lot. Traber Dale has... I think Traber okay. Dale has 40. Okay. Now, granted, yeah. Dale Traber never bowled full-time on tour. Ever. He has... Right. He made one... Uh, two shows. He finished second to his brother in the national championship. That was the show Johnny shot 300 on. Okay. And he finished second to Mike Miniman in West Virginia. But he Dale Traber never bowled full-time on tour, ever. But he bowled a stop here, there, he make the finals, whatever. But he's 40 regional titles. Like, would you ever consider a guy like that or have, like, the USBC has superior performance, right? Right. So, like, Dad got in for superior performance. Janowitz got in for su- performance. There's another criteria for the USBC Hall of Fame. Riggles got in for that. Guys like that that... You know, they got in that way. So why, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can't you put a guy like Dale Traber in the Hall of Fame? He's won 40 regional
0: titles. Right. I would say, yeah, it probably should be. Um, But I think it's changing someone's mind at the top. Okay. um, And changing changing someone's mindset about it um, because it's been that way for so long. And if you look at guys before Dale Traber and Ryan Schaefer, there's probably guys that won regional titles before that. Absolutely. And a lot of them that had superior performance that
1: didn't get to that 10 title. So then so then add that. that never got add, in the Hall of Fame during their time. So add that to Schaefer then. Three titles, 13 majors, uh, 13 seconds in the majors, rookie of the year, 300 on TV. He must have 20 regional titles. Has to. We have to, right. you know what? We should do a show. Let's do this. Let's wrap this one up. Let's do okay. our next show about the regional tour. Okay. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what we'll talk about. We're we'll talk about guys, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a list. But I know where I can get it from. Okay. Of the all-time title uh, regional title holders. Okay. And the most, the, the, the most regional wins. How many does Dad have? I think Dad said he has eighteen or no twenty-eight regionals. I think he said he has right. I think it's 28, yeah. Yeah, because he has – I know it's he's not at 70. 20. He's not at 70 total yet, right? I don't think so. No, because he's not enough total? on the senior tour. He's not enough on the senior tour, I don't think. Just think of this. Weber has 101 career titles. National tour, yeah. senior tour, regionals. Walter's at 120. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Is that not insane? That's incredible. All right. So let's do that. So I'm going to pull some information. Okay. And then our next show, let's talk about the regional guys. Give them their due. Okay. And like you know it. what? And then we can compare and say, you know, add X amount of titles to a Ryan Schaefer. Or how about Brian LeClaire?
0: Oh, yeah. He's another one.
1: Never won on the national tour. Right. But he's won on the senior tour. Was he player of the year a couple of years ago on the senior tour?
0: I think so. I okay, think so will. let's
1: say so. Let's say Leclerc gets the ten titles on the senior tour,
0: okay. never
1: won on the national tour, and God only knows how many regionals Brian Leclerc has. Would you consider right. Brian Leclerc as a Hall of Famer, or would you think the PBA should have some kind of, like you said, another like division or another wing of the Hall of Fame for guys that are to say not superior performance, but not notorious services either, like. Right. You know, like like name it something different.
0: Yeah, something that isn't superior performance on the national tour. Exactly. Superior performance in PBA
1: events. Exactly. And give me another or one. Or PBA I mean, competition, whatever you want to call it. How about all the other, Schaefer? He's won the Steve Nagy a couple times too. Right. I mean, my God. All right, let's wrap this up. We're gonna, we can go on and on for this for another hour. Yeah. All right, yeah. so we'll do our next show. We'll uh we'll do our what's up in Wichita segment, which I kinda like. Yep. And then where are you this weekend? Are you bowling this weekend?
0: Uh not. Nah. Uh we're so free, I'm free kinda kinda hanging out here um last weekend before we go home. Probably take nice. care of a couple of things, take care of a couple of finals and beautiful. Call it a semester.
1: So we'll do the week of the week uh, what's up in Wichita. What's up in Wichita? And then <laughs> I will get some regional information. Okay. And we will have some fun with this, but I think this will be a good topic and I'm sure we can get some people on and into the chat who are, uh, you know, privy to this and have an opinion and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's wrap it up. Holidays all right. are coming, Buddiesproshop.com. Roller yep. bowling needs.
0: Be sure and use coupon code ZONE5OFF save 5% off your next order. Um, go check it out. Buddiesproshop.com. They got everything that you could ever, ever want as a bowler. Go check it out. So, um, that's going to wrap this one up. Be sure if you guys are watching on YouTube, go hit that subscribe button. If you guys are watching on Facebook, be sure and like the video. So you guys, uh, or like the video, like the page. So you guys never miss an update from the bone and Zano zone. Check us out on Instagram. Um, we're all over all over baby. And that's, uh, that's going to wrap this one up. Um, I'm Justin Bowen, My partner, Mike Val. And this is the Bone & Zone, where we're always on the lanes, off the charts, and on the mic. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Bone & Zano Zone podcast, presented by BuddiesProshop.com. If you want to see more, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, at Bone & Zone, or on YouTube as well. As for now, I'm Justin Bowen my partner, Mike Valenzano, and we hope to see you all on the next episode of the Bone & Zano Zone.